Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis and welcome to our podcast episode, which is going to be talking about the importance of identifying your ideal customer. You guys know, our community knows, our whole essence and energy and ultimate focus that goes into identifying, being clear, and ultimately attracting and championing the ITM, otherwise known as Ideal Target Market Customer. It's a huge platform for which your business, our business, our total existence and succession in business ultimately relies on. Your ability to ultimately attract them and ensure you serve them better than anybody else that you are competing against ensures that you are building a reputation and a business that's always going to be striving for the next level of benchmark. So at Business Benchmark Group, we totally endorse this podcast and devote it to the day that it is, the very special day that it is today. It's our gift to you. Sit back, enjoy. It's not a very long episode, this one, but such a relevant one where you get to understand once again the difference between asking the strategic question and ultimately the tactical answers that are needed to confirm execution, measurement, management, and ultimately growth for which is way larger than you ever imagined on the back of getting who is your ideal target market customer so precise, so tight, so that there is no wriggle room for you and or any other stakeholder, team member, and or investor on your team. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group, the importance of identifying your ideal customer so that you are leaving no wastage in your business whatsoever. Enjoy. Thank you. So I guess um, just on the back of Damien's sharing there, the importance of finding a uh, and confirming who is an ideal customer, who is the ideal target market, who is the ideal. An ideal, in most cases, as the word suggests, is, is a vision, it's a picture. It's an idea. Um, so for many of us, and, and I always reflect on my time when I started in business um, a very long time ago, in 1992, when, when I was forced to start in my business, um, my family business, um, mum and dad were growing a, an amazing business in the textile industry, and, and you know, they, they were just focused on being busy, um, really busy. More work, more deliveries, more invoices, more pay. More people needing to be hired. So it was more, 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 more. But there was no real clear strategy as to, hang on, how is it that we keep on growing this business with the right customers so that we have a better chance to build the right systems or processes to deliver with the right people the right outcomes? So there was no strategic aspect to who is our ideal. And I remember um, when, when, again, I was um, in, in, in that period forced or, or, or really, I made a decision. Um, there was no other choice, really, to get involved in that business. And, and one of the first things we did with our, with our mentors and advisors at that point was we had hit rock bottom. And we hit rock bottom, no fault of my parents, other than they just did business 
with the wrong people. So when, when the shit hit the fan, those customers who were very ideal for a long time because they just provided more work and everything was done on handshake deals and they were trustworthy and everything was cool till they did a runner and they left my parents with millions of dollars of debt and no fault of the customer, it was the fault of my parents who allowed that to happen. So the first thing we needed to do in that business was figure out, okay, what are we doing about the type of customer we need to be serving, not what are we doing to get back on our feet. The first question that was forced upon me as the leader of that business at the tender age of 23, and remember, we're talking about a business that had 110 people hired and working full time, and within the space of 18 months, that business had gone down to four people. The, you know, the, the, the contrast of a real bad decision about who is our ideal customer. And for many of us in this room, we are constantly looking at our revenue and thinking, how do I grow my sales? How do I go about getting more business? How do I, how do I, how do I get on page one of Google? How do I ensure that I go and hire two more biz dev persons so that we create more leads? Which are all tactical answers or questions. So if you ask a tactical question, you're gonna to get to a tactical answer, which again, as human beings, we are hardwired to just get busy. Let's go and create some action, and we, we, we have this illusion that by being busy, you're actually gonna make a difference. And the thing that keeps on getting missed is, why isn't our revenue or our sales double the size? What is the number one obstacle that's preventing me from creating double the size in my revenue, which are very strategic in terms of questions. When I ask the questions as to why is my business double the size, it's very different to if I went and hired four people, I should create more leads, which then creates more business. Two very, very different ways of thinking. And in, back in my day, when I got, I guess, introduced to this way of thinking, understanding what is my ideal, what is my ultimate, I guess, customer, gave us a great opportunity to slow everything down and, and decide, okay, if that's our ideal customer, what do they really value? So let's think about all the thinking that goes into making a decision as to who is your ideal customer. And I'm just sharing a little bit, I'm just skimming off the top of my experience, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, in what was fundamental to us attracting, took us three years to attract the might of a Nike that then led to us attracting the Adidas and the Puma, and then rebuild a business that was totally broken from four people back to 70 people, and we became a 30, $35 million gross revenue turnover business, which was 20 times the size that my parents ever built, but it was on, on steady foundations called the strategic decision that was made and constantly made. Too many of us in this room go and get so busy with the tactical aspect of, who is my ideal, let me, let me go and get more of that, versus how is it that that is the ideal? How is that gonna work for you? And we have people in this room, Brooke, you're a classic example right now, Flamingo Furniture, in having made a strategic decision to move away, slowly but surely, from supplying retail furniture customers and supplying aged care and, and niche type customers, the product that is amazing coming out of Australia. You're not competing with flat pack, bed um, 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 product, 
You're competing with finished, assembled and polished and shine with a handshake and, and a smile that gets paid for. So that was a strategic decision that now is influencing the tactical approach. So everyone in this room, what we're not doing well enough when it comes to this, who is my ideal, is just slowing it right down to understand what are the one, two, three key factors as to why I decided that to be. You haven't decided on what is the real obstacle that's preventing you from doubling your revenue on the back of that decision. It's, oh, that sounds good, let me go and get more of that, but there's no depth in the foundational plan, in the, in the understanding of how can my business actually deliver that. There is no plan when it comes to the financial plan as to what's it going to take in terms of resourcing to deliver on that. And there is definitely no consideration on how disciplined are you going to be to see it through. How disciplined are you going to be to ensure the decision around who is my ideal? There is no discipline to understand what, where are the accountability factors for that. For many of us in this room, we, we continuously settle, we continuously just get caught up, oh, this is as good as it gets, and all I need to do is just keep on adding another layer. And in fairness, that works. But in reality, if you just don't keep on keeping a very tight grip on what is the strategic decision that I need to keep on making, if you are not causing yourself some disturbance, and this is why be careful of the groups and or people that are giving you advice right now. If they're not making you feel uncomfortable with the questions that they're asking you, they're not the right person to have on your team. You need to surround yourself with people that are making it uncomfortable for you to answer the question. So when I ask you today, this morning, what is the strategic decision. What is the strategic decision as to who is your ideal customer? How is it that you will answer that? As business owners, as business leaders, as business managers, what we are really, really good at is we're on the prowl for a new customer, new revenue, growth. We're on the prowl for that. That's what business is all about. As business owners, leaders, managers, we also look at the revenue and it just sort of gets us a little crazy in terms of, I do need to be on page one of Google because that's going to change my life, really. I do need to go and hire three more people to stir up a few more leads. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's a great tactic. Help me understand the strategy though. Where are you going? Where are you ending up? What are you trying to solve? What is the obstacle that you are removing? So when it comes to this room and this question that's called, is it ideal or not? I want to stress test your strategic thinking. Strategic thinking definitely starts from a place of, why isn't? It's not a question that says, how do we? The strategic decision that needs to be made is, why isn't? If you think about your current customer base right now, Think about the top 10%. Who are your top 10% customers right now in your business? Who are they? Whoever you thought of, why did you just picture them in your head? Why did you just picture your top 10 customers in your head? Why are they your top 10% customers? If I ask you about the next 70%, what are they like? What represents them? And it's not just the revenue that they provide for you or the service that they give you an opportunity to deliver on. 
how do they become the reference points of the next? You know, there's people in this room that have 80% of a market covered, and yet their business is still under $500,000 in revenue. That astounds me. You have 80% of a market covered, and yet you're still a $500,000 or less revenue business. That's just like, you are so in the way of duplication. And what's missing in your life is strategy. What's missing in your life is you have settled. And I'm okay with that, but your business is not. So get out of the way. Many of us get really settled because we just want to be, for whatever is our comfort level, stretched enough to be busy enough to get through enough to then start again. And I'm saying, why don't we just invest a bit more time in being strategic? Why don't we really get a little uncomfortable with what are the questions that I have no idea how to answer? If I was to ask you once more, what is the obstacle that's holding you back from doubling your business right now, what would you say? What is the obstacle? Is it the customers? Is it the target market? Is it the environment? Is it you? Is it your team? Is it, I need to get my processes right? Is it your subcontractors? Is it the American dollar against the Australian dollar? Is it Donald Trump? What do you really think is the obstacle that's getting in your way of just duplicating your revenue right now? And it's got nothing to do with working harder hasn't. If I then got you guys to think about on the back of that answer, how do we now go about chipping away at this? How do we go about ensuring that we do the right type of action that delivers what we have discovered as a team, as an individual maybe looking in the mirror, what you have decided is your obstacle? So this is the dilemma of, you know, the, the rhetoric in the market says, go and find your ideal customer and then get more of them. And that's got nothing to do with strategy. That's got to do with blind faith and working harder. And I'm cool for that, because there's a space for that. But you never start with tactics first. If you want to get to the top of the, uh, top of the tree and, 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 and enjoy what the top shelf in life has on offer, you must start with strategy first. What is the strategy? You've also got to look in the mirror and say, at what point am I getting out of the way? Because if you think it's up to you, it's not. You're just asking the question and you're expecting answers. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis. Welcome back. And I just love the message in that uh, in, in, in that episode of our podcast that we just uh, listened to. You know, why isn't our revenue double the size? What an amazing question that for whatever is your journey, whatever is your stage, whatever is the phase of business that you're in, if you could just wake up at least every second morning yourself, a white piece of paper, a black or blue biro, and just brainstorm the answer to that question. Why isn't our revenue double the size? There is no better strategic question than that one, let me tell you. Also, the ability to understand what is the obstacle that is holding you back from doubling your business? Is it the customers? Is it the target market? Is it the environment? Is it, ooh, is it you? 
Have a really good hard look in the mirror. We don't get to meet bad businesses. We do get to meet business owners who are a little tired, a little stressed, a little fatigued, sometimes go out of the way because they're looking for some unnecessary fun called distraction and avoidance behavior. That's you, the business owner, who gets in the way of your business not being double the size it is right now. And for those of you that think double the size means double the stress, I'm here to tell you no, because there's this thing called leverage that you need to get better at. I'm Stefan Kazakas. To you and yours, enjoy the rest of today. Enjoy the rest of this period. It is a phenomenal time of year to be reflecting, reviewing, and also getting yourself really geared up to reset. Business Benchmark Group, empowering business owners to achieve continuous business and life success. I'm Stefan Kazakas. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts, and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.